Okay, so last time we talked, that was the day we arrived to Germany from Sweden. And we had a flight from uh, Stockholm to Düsseldorf. Then we went from uh, Düsseldorf to Dortmund. Our friends waited for us and we had a, a town hall meeting in Dortmund. And after Dortmund, we went to by car to Frankfurt. From Frankfurt, then we took a flight to Hamburg, to all the way to the north. Uh, town hall meeting in in Hamburg, and then uh, we took the night train from Hamburg all the way down to <laughs> to Munich. We had a town hall meeting in Munich. And then train to Stuttgart, had a town hall meeting in Stuttgart. And then from Stuttgart went to uh, Linz in Austria, uh, where we had a town hall meeting. And then uh, had a day off and then uh, had a town hall meeting. And then we went to Vienna, where we had a day off yesterday by train. Day off yesterday, but we used it to talk to. Uh, an ex-high commissioner, uh, high representative uh, of the European Union to Bosnia-Herzegovina, Mr. Uh, Wolfgang Petrich, uh, some businessmen and uh, people from the university, architects, uh, honorary council, and then we, tonight we have a, a that this is supposed to be the last town hall meeting of this trip. So basically, and last week we covered five cities in Germany, five town hall meetings, and then uh, continued with uh, two town hall meetings in Austria, with a second one being tonight in, in a couple of hours. What we saw was really interesting. Uh, it is uh, a similar attendance to Sweden. Uh, we always had somewhere between 30 and 50 people. Um, sometimes it could be a little bit more. Always very enthusiastic crowd. A little bit, um, a little bit lost in terms of um, belief or lack of belief that something can be done to fix things. And after talking to us, they they understand that really it can be changed and it all depends on, on them, uh, their willingness to work, engagement in or with the political process, uh, them becoming the activists, activists for voting, um, connecting with their friends, family members, colleagues at work, uh, convincing them that it is the time to, to vote. We also asked them to uh, engage in local politics, both voting, voting and uh, becoming candidates for the parliament of the countries they live in, but also possibly to be on the lists for the parliament in uh, various levels of government in Bosnia and Herzegovina. So there is always a concrete ask, please vote to get others to vote and participate in the political process. And interestingly enough, um, invariably, they come to the town hall meeting 
portrayed by uh, the personalities of Mr. Arif, uh, Yusuf Arif, I guess, sorry, Yusuf Arif, I guess, and myself, uh, they don't think much can be done, but they would like to hear from us. But then they go home and advise, believing that uh, not only that things can change, but that they have a role to play. Um, the weather-wise is very different. Sweden was cold, I caught a cold. Uh, Germany was warm, very warm, actually, um, uh, and humid. And Austria continuing this trend, perhaps because they're going south, uh, starting with Sweden. Also, people, um, it is obvious that People are different. Uh, Swedes from Germans from Austrians and prior to that to that to Dutch, and uh, it it is good to travel in such a compressed time frame because you can compare both the uh, the citizens of those countries, the natives of those countries, and the immigrants, uh, how they adjust to that type of. culture that they find or found themselves in. Overall, um, it was, it is a, a very, it has been a very good trip. It is obvious that we are not, we, Bobbians and the Dominions in diaspora outside of the country are not well connected. On the Bosniak side, and probably true for others as well, Religious organizations are the best organized. Uh, in many, in some cities, there exist clubs, cultural clubs, sports clubs. Um, but overall, there is no one who knows how many people there are in those cities, in those communities. People from Bosnia and Herzegovina. There is no database. There is no list. There is no way of connecting with everybody. People rely on, on Facebook, but Facebook, um, for example, our pages, our Facebook pages will attract people who believe in the same idea and sympathizers, but they don't attract others. And we would like to see in our events everybody, because we don't talk about, uh, unless there are questions about platform for progress, we talk about the state the country is in and their responsibility for changing that thing. Uh, so people are usually ill-informed or uninformed. Often when they see reports and people who had a chance to attend our town, town hall meetings through their conversations with people or their Facebook posts, uh, suddenly intrigue others and it, it cause questions like why, how come I did not know if it was that good and I would have attended had I known about it. So clearly not connected, uh, not uh, sort of isolated, uh, they are well integrated, they are well integrated, but they are sort of isolated from each other because there is no one organization that keeps them informed and appraised of everything that is happening in that community. Um, 
also they are well integrated in the society uh, that we live in now, especially the Swedes, the Bosnian Herzegovinians in Sweden, are proudly emphasized many times that according to Swedish uh, research and reports, uh, therefore supposedly objective reports, Bosnians, Bosnians and Bosnian Herzegovinians are together from to, together with Iranians the best the most the best integrated ethnic group. And not, they didn't talk about assimilated, it's about integrated people are contributing to the society in the best possible way. And I always tell them that it's wonderful it, it, that is how it should be. You should be integrated, you should contribute. But it also means that you have um, a problem with your own identity. It's not that strong. Uh, I remember that uh, people from successful countries uh, with a well-defined homogeneous history or, uh, or, um, or citizenry, they um, try to keep their language, they never try to, in the United States, my experience that is that people from Germany and France and Italy and Spain and Sweden and England, they don't try to fit in, they don't to be Americans, they are basically French in America, they are Germans in America, they are British in the U.S. Um, they accept the rules of the society, they contribute there, that's fine, but they are, you cannot mistake them for an American. Mm. Whereas a Bosnian, you can often, if, if such a person speaks really well, uh, English really well, you can almost mistake them for Americans, and they are sort of proud of the fact. And that's, that's really wonderful, that's cool, but that also means that we are not as protective of, of, of our culture, or that we don't have that strong identity, which may be one of the reasons why we have problems in the country. Um, people don't, because of that, like, unless you are playing, unless there's a national team in soccer that plays, and you are really big kind of Bosnian, but well, yeah, but when it comes to uh, the state of the country and the, need, and the need to help the country, you don't feel that identity or obligation or responsibility to that extent. And it may be because they didn't identify that strongly. And at that point in the country, they left. Um, somebody default because they had to leave, and then why would they help? Uh, this is just speculation on my part, but I am. As I travel, I see that it bothers me. I see that our people, people from Bosnia, almost have a sense of entitlement that the country needs to give something to them, and that's how they measure the quality of the country, but not ever think about their contribution to the country and making it successful. Somebody else has to. And it bothers me. I don't see that um, in, in other um, in citizens or, or, or other countries in the region. Uh, 
people from Serbia, Croatia, Montenegro, Albania, Kosovo, Macedonia, Sweden, much more engaged, not just verbally, but actually to actually serve, um, making sure that the country is in good shape. I have uh, also today, it's Friday, and uh, it's uh, the Muslim world, the Duma time, it's uh, the Mass, the prayer, where you go on Fridays. And I went to um, just to see the people who uh, live here, and, um, and I know that the Islamic community, just like Christian communities from the region, are. Keep that identity through their religious organizations, and I wanted to see where those people are, where they come from, and we pray together. And to that point, you see the the nature of the challenge we are facing. You go there to that mosque, and it's really very nice, uh, <laughs> nicely done inside. It people are building from the outside, but inside, it's very nicely appointed and done. And uh, a pleasant space to be in. But then you notice it was full. And it was full, probably 300, 400 people. And you see the, as I said, the challenge we're facing. This is probably in one place altogether. If you combine all, all the attendance of the people in our town uh, hall meetings, it equals this one day attendance at the, at the mass prayer. And if that community, community, Islamic community in Bali have agreed that if they are associated with one party, and most of the time they are, and if that is happening with the Catholics and Eastern Orthodox Christians through their churches, it means that it is going to be really hard to displace them, and those are the nationalists who are trying to often to, um, through their perceived disagreements and like fear from each other, or they have paralyzed the country or almost, almost uh, bringing the, the existence of the country completely out of the The leaders of the Bosnian Serbs and Bosnian Croats. Then you see that the how hard it is to wage this battle against these forces that are really not civic-oriented, civic-minded, citizen-based, rather ethnic group-based, which is part of the reason why we are having such a hard time about it. Um, it's nothing to despair about, but it is something to respect, to understand the challenge, and to uh, hear your message accordingly, it has to reach those people. And often they speak, uh, their priorities are different. And the message they are getting is very different. And it happens every Friday. Just like every Sunday that happens in, in churches. And you are, you're lucky if you end up in national media once a month. So it, it's even more intensified outside of Bosnia to 
And because of that emotional connection with the country, but not the political connection with the country, you understand that this is influencing their way of thinking. Well, tonight is um, could be the best attended event, meeting, just because uh, there are many people in Austria. I don't know how they are informed. Uh, we don't have an organization in, in Austria. It's one person who is helping us put it together. And the thing in uh, the person in, who helped us in Linz, Austria, was actually somebody from Germany. So we had tried just to get an organization in Austria established and put together. Um, ready to go old. Um, probably, I don't remember now, 14, 15 different, no, maybe 13 or 14 different cities as many hotels uh, or um, private apartments, condos, or in one case, overnight uh, trip from the north of Germany down to the south, from Hamburg to Munich. <laughs> That's the one I was really uh, looking forward to because I've never done that, uh, being in a, on a train overnight um, in the bed. And I thought it was more luxurious than it was because there were four of us in that one thing. I thought it would be two and two or something, but four of us, and actually it's a place for six. So we were lucky that two additional people didn't show up. Very narrow space. And I thought that you can actually sleep on the train, but the, the noise is constant, and the constant, the constant movement. So I... Um, I thought you could sleep on the train, but there's constant noise and the constant movement of the, of the car, left and right, and uh, stopping, starting. I don't know if I slept and how much I slept, but it was, it was an experience. And obviously, it was, that was the first time in my life, actually, that I, if I record, as far as I can record, the first time in my life that I went to bed in the same clothes that I spend the whole day in, uh, just because there was no place to change, and so, I, so two days almost, until we got to the hotel in Munich. <coughs> but anyway, um, the trip will be remembered um, most of all by the wonderful people that we met, there were two wanted to know, those who wanted to be engaged, those who made out stays and stay in their um, communities so uh, wonderful and uh, we felt welcome and they did their best to make us feel special and it's so heartwarming to see that there are people who care deeply about the country what needs to happen. And those are the people who are not swayed by uh, demagogues or marketing messages or brainwashing. They are 
they think for themselves. And they, they're just trying to get information, they try to understand it. I was surprised by the sophistication of their political thought because they didn't simply, they were, they didn't, they were not relaying messages they got from the media. They, they were just talking their impressions and their fears and their concerns that went beyond what you normally see in the, in the in the media today, or conveyed to them by the political elites. Um, that gives you hope. If, if, let's say, if everybody, if all the people who attended our talks, 10 people in every city went home with a desire to do something, um, 15 cities, 150 people, that, that's, that's a huge for change, the community activism. And just if each of them finds 10 other people to, to really vote, that's suddenly 1,500. And then each of those could continue. So um, it's wonderful. It was not easy. I'm not sure I will ever do it this extensively. Uh, it's probably better to do two, three powerful meetings, come back home, and the next week do it again. In 17, 18, in 17, 18 days, you need to give, uh, what is it, it was five and four, it's a 12 powerful meetings. And every time you have to make it a little bit different than the other one. And you probably create some kind of constraints, a constraint on yourself, because they have not heard the other level, but you think they have, or people traveling with you have, and you always try to come up with a different name or a different way of conveying the same core message, and in the end, it comes somehow. Uh, leads at all when you went on this trip, both I and uh, Yusuf package got sick. First me, then, then he did constantly packing, unpacking, changing climates, uh, going from car to train to plane, walking to car. Anyway, tough and rewarding at the same time. I think it's, uh, as far as we are concerned, it was successful. Objectively measuring it is only going to be seen when they register to vote. Will this come up with any push? Um, because according to Central Election Committee or Commission, uh, only about 22-23,000 applications for registrations from the diaspora, diaspora came through up until now. There is almost well, just one more one month uh, more or remaining uh, from Austria. Not even if I recall correctly, but it was under 500, even though Austria has many Bosnians and Herzegovinians uh, living in, uh, in Austria. Of course, not everybody can vote because Austria does not allow dual citizenship, at least when it comes to Bosnia and Herzegovina. 
so many of them who accepted the citizenship cannot vote but, uh, because they have to give up their citizenship in order to accept the Austrian or German citizenship, that's as far as I can, or at least Austrian for sure, but probably German too. Uh, the similar situation is in Germany. So uh, I hope that this will move, push the needle a little bit toward a greater level of registration uh, numbers. Uh, how they will vote, it's up to them. We always tell them, please just register to vote and then you can, you vote for whoever you want to vote. Anyway, that's it. Well, how? How do you or can you break through? I, can, I cannot hear you now for some reason. Oh, it's because I'm on mute. How, how can you, or I, I, I'll just start it that way. How, how can you or is it possible to break through some of this mentality? Because it seems like I'm, I'm hearing it as apathy in, in terms of not, you can't, you can't change what's going on, but the only way you can change what's going on is if you get involved and vote. I mean, it, it, you've got a dichotomy there that you're trying to deal with. Uh, absolutely true. So, somebody told me this a long time ago, that the Bosnians and Herzegovinians will not go for this uh, philosophical approach approach, conceptual thinking, they need to know, unfortunately, always, what's in it for them. And so what I try to do is to basically tell them that regardless of where they are and how good the country, the host country is to them, they don't know how things will change in the future. And I often talk to them or ask them, are you sad? Do you feel like a second-class citizen here? And most of the time they, they tell me, no, they don't feel like second-class citizens, but that there are clearly differences between native Swedes, native Germans, native Austrians, and and the immigrants, or, or in this particular case, Bosnians and Herzegovinians. So they will give me examples of that. And then I say, okay, have you seen, have you noticed that the political mood or sentiment in the country has been shifting toward the right in the past four, five, six years? And they say, yes. And I said, had this shift been uh, somehow or to some extent due to a changing attitude toward immigrants, yes, okay, this changing attitude, is it toward the better for immigrants or worse for immigrants, but worse for immigrants, okay? So it might be that at some point you might be um, a target of something, of some kind of dissatisfaction. That's possible, but it's not going to happen. It's already changing the other time, okay? But it's possible to believe that 
changes, at least temporarily, in a way that it becomes unbearable for you, where would you go? One would go to Bosnia, okay? Why would you go to Bosnia that's not functional, that doesn't have... that corruption is the rule of the land, that it's ruled by autocrats, free of them, where the healthcare system is inadequate, where the education system is inadequate, where the roads are inadequate, it's not secure. What about your uh, your property there? Do you have anything? Yes, we have houses, condominiums, land. Is it safe? And I give them examples of uh, authorities within Bosnia and Herzegovina, different entities, acting unilaterally and, and taking the land away from people. So, don't you want to protect your own property? All of it just to basically tell them you should care because whether you are doing just fine or not right now, there might be at a time when you would really need to have an option where you can save and your property protected and where you can have a decent life, at least shelter yourself for a while before you come back. Yeah, that would be wouldn't it be nice to, to know that your property is protected or you have anything to Why don't you care? Why don't you, that is all true. Why is it that you don't care? It's, you're working for yourself. You're hedging the bets about the future. And you have an option. How many people in the world don't have that option? And why not make it viable option? Well, we didn't think about that way. That doesn't sink in this that way. Then we'll go, go back to the patriotic side. And I say, well, you know, rooting for your national team in soccer is just a, one form of patriotism, but no, it's not the main one. Making your country function is much more important patriotism. Uh, changing the, following the rules not participating in corruption. That's much higher degree of patriotism to me. Helping, investing in it, that patriotism. That's the one that where actually there's a risk and there's a cost of involvement. Cheering for the national TV on national team and soccer on TV. There's no cost in doing other than disappointment in the end if they don't, if they lose. It's a lot of work ahead of us. Uh, you know, people who come to our council meetings are already predisposed to that kind of message. They already believe in that, that that's the case. And they, they don't know that... What they don't know is that it is possible. They, they have lost hope, but they, they are interested and they, they're ready to do some things. They just don't believe that it can make... That they're... That they, as individuals, can actually make changes. And, and so that's the big and important part that we play to give them the full back and, and responsibility. I would like, I wish I could have those who don't care or don't want to or are firmly in the corner of another party or national party. I would like them to come and tell us each other exchange opinions, not necessarily to convince them in one thing or another, but just to exchange opinions. And that doesn't happen. Anymore. 
Hmm. Well, does the, I mean, it's obvious that you're dealing with these issues wherever you're at. Are there any questions you get depending on the country you're in that are different or is it kind of a general consensus of the things people are concerned about and have questions of you? Questions are similar, beliefs are similar, but it is very interesting. Uh, there is a difference between how Bosnians and Herzegovinians in Sweden think about issues and how Germans and Austrians think about those issues. Um, it's interesting that, uh, for example, in Sweden, and a similar thing was in Norway. I didn't see many uh, people in the streets or in the elevators uh, who would smile at you, look at you, greet you. Uh, everything is separate. Uh, they are... Almost everybody has their own lives and perhaps on weekends they go out or maybe meet other people, I don't know, but it's well-organized society of citizens who keep to themselves and they are sort of subdued in that sense. And that is the attitude of Bosnians as well. They are well organized. They're, in terms of platform for progress, they're probably among the best organized. They, they have the structure, the infrastructure, they, they know who they are, and they talk to each other. But when I came down to Switzerland and Switzerland, no, Switzerland to Germany and Austria. It's a little bit warmer. You can people make eye contact, contact, um, and that reflects on Bosnian Herzegovinians as well. They work hard. They are disciplined, but there is also that sense of uh, they have. There's time for. Community work, they go up often, outside more often, they are louder. And uh, they're probably then a little bit less disciplined. Uh, and in terms of expecting from them to make contribution, probably less than Swedes, so Bosnia has been in Sweden, but at the same time, they are. When they do something, they find a couple of more creative ways of doing it. Uh, all of this is just very subjective, uh, and it's obviously it's a very few days, five days in one country, five in another. There's no better or worse. It's just that what's interesting to me is that the people from Bosnia have to really have adjusted to the way that people in their communities think and work. With. And we need to be cognizant of that. When we have meetings, I need to know that the attitude will also be culture-sensitive or culture-induced, and that I also need to include that in a way of thinking about uh, who can make the, the best contribution. A very interesting conversation in the end with uh, 
with uh, basically one businessman who uh, in, in Vienna who had uh, he's developing a large company that has to do with the agriculture, but also the dinner with uh, one who is uh, honorary council of or consul of Bosnia and Herzegovina in in Austria, two university professors, one in in computer science or artificial intelligence and the other in political science. And the fourth one is the African architect um, who has his own firm. And their experience is, you know, and it's interesting, here there are four very, very uh, successful people. Very in terms of that they are they're meeting people of the, the Austrian society that are basically defining the culture of the Austrian society, like university professors or the architects, or somebody's meeting with the ambassadors on a daily basis. Um, and when you sit and talk with them, you see that even they have experience Asian situations where they felt no equal to the to others who were born there and considered true Austrian, and I'm sure that happens in other places as well. And that that in some sense uh, surprised.